Michael Walker. Thank you for joining us today on our podcast, Yasha, Young and Sharing His Anointing. Today on our Let's Wrap reading, we'll be talking about the Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit marks the beginning of the Christian experience. And the scripture we'll be using today will be coming from Acts, the first chapter, starting at the first, the fourth verse down through the eighth verse. Once when he was eating with them, he commanded them, do not leave Jerusalem until the father sends you the gift he promised. As I told you before, John baptized with water, but in just a few days, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So when the apostles were with Jesus, they kept asking him, Lord, has the time come for you to free Israel and restore our kingdom? He replied, the father alone has the authority to set those dates and times, and they are not for you to know, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witness, telling people about me everywhere, in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Here we see that Jesus was talking with his disciples concerning the promise that God had made to them that he would send them a comforter, the Holy Spirit, the paracletos, the comforter, the counselor, the advocate. He would come and teach them and guide them and lead them in the word and in also in truth and bring back to their remembrance the things that he has spoken to them about. We know that the Trinity is the description of the unique relationship between the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. In order to move forward in your Christian experience, you need the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is what join us together with Christ, with God, and with each other as we take this Christian journey. In Romans, the eighth chapter and the ninth verse, it says, but ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so, that the spirit of God dwells in you. Now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. So right there in Romans, the eighth chapter, God was letting us know. Paul was letting us know also that without the spirit of God or the Holy Spirit within us, then we can't be a part of Christ. We can't do this thing in the flesh. As much as I have tried to conquer things, to overcome my shortnesses and my weaknesses, I never can do it on my own. We need the power of the Holy Spirit. And that's what Jesus was telling his disciples here in the eight, in the uh, first chapter of Acts, telling them, don't go anywhere. Wait for the promise of God. It is coming and I will send it to you just as the father promised. In Ephesians, the first chapter in the 13th verse, it says, in whom we also trusted after that ye heard the word of truth. Now he's telling them after you have heard the word of truth. Then the Holy Spirit will come. So we're right here. Even the reason why I'm saying that we have to wait for the Holy Spirit and you can't be in God if you're not in his spirit. The Holy Spirit comes to live within us, to lead us, to guide us. Like I said, parakletos means that a come along aside, a helper, a, a helper to come along and help us to do the things that we need to do in God. So in the beginning, 
when um when you look over in the 19th chapter of Acts and Apollos was over there and he was preaching and teaching and Paul asked him a question, have you received the spirit since you've been saved? So it is a possibility that you might accept Jesus Christ, but not have been filled with the Holy Spirit. So that's why we need to know and make sure that we have received the Spirit of God. We have asked God to fill us with His Spirit that we can do the work that we need to do within Christ. You know, at, at Pentecost, the Holy Spirit was made available to all believers in Jesus Christ. We receive the Holy Spirit when we receive Jesus Christ as our Savior. The baptism of the Holy Spirit must be understood in the light of his total work in Christians. That was the problem that Apollos had, and that because he was constantly referring back to the Old Testament, and he had not yet learned about the New Testament. And so they met him in, in the church in Ephesus, and they came together and they was talking to him and they was explaining to him the Holy Spirit. That's when he came to the knowledge and the understanding. So we can be saved in our words, in our mouth, but we might not be saved in our spirit, man, where we need to be saved. And that's because of a lack of knowledge, a lack of understanding the power of God. We can do nothing within ourselves, but in God, through his Holy Spirit, working in unity with God, Jesus, and through his word, the Holy Spirit comes in us. It empowers us to do the things that he need to do. Now, Paul and and Peter and all the disciples couldn't have done what they'd done as far as spreading the gospel if they did not have the power of the Holy Spirit. Because when they had first begun and the and then the um, the Roman Empire start um, attacking them and persecuting them, that's when they needed the Holy Spirit. Now, how can you think that uh, a man could do all that he can do and not believe that Jesus Christ was who he said he was and that they have been filled with the Holy Spirit. It says, after which the Holy Spirit come, you shall receive power. And the power is to preach and teach the word and live the Christian life. Because no matter how hard we try, we can't do it without the power of God and the Holy Spirit. I'm not strong enough in myself to do it. You're not strong enough in yourself to do it. I can't even keep myself. I need the Holy Spirit leadership. I need his guidance. I need his um, comfort. I need his counseling. I need him to lead and guide me through the word of truth. The things that I don't understand, the things that I think I understand and I can't understand, the spirit will give me utterance to speak things and to do things according to the power of God that worketh in me. And we know that power is the Holy Spirit. Now in Ephesians, the 13th chapter in the second half of that, it said the gospel of your salvation in whom also after that ye believed ye were saved with the Holy Spirit of promise. We were sealed from the day of redemption with a spirit. The spirit also is our seal. It's a stamp upon us to let us know that we have God's approval, that we are Christians, that we are saved, and we are a part of the, the relationship with Jesus Christ and God through the Holy Spirit. You can't be in God without his spirit. You can't have Jesus Christ without having the spirit of God. So we must have the spirit in order for us to move from where we are to where God wants us to be, we need the Spirit of God, and we got to have Him. So the Holy Spirit is the marking and the beginning of our Christian relationship. In the uh, Second Corinthians, the fifth chapter, in the seventeenth verse, it said, "Therefore, if 
any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. So that's the beginning. I'm talking about the beginning of our Christian experience, but we need the Holy Spirit in order for us to move forward. So it's just letting us know that, behold, we are now brand new creatures through the redemptive power, through the baptism, through the um, filling, the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. We need the Spirit of God to help us to move, to do the things that God wants us to do. In 1 Corinthians, the sixth chapter and the 17th verse, it says, But he that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. So it's letting us know that there ain't no two spirits. They're the evil spirits and they're the Holy Spirit. So we need the Holy Spirit in order to be connected. You know, people try to do a lot of things outside of the will of God. In order for us to know the will of God, the purpose and the plan that God had for our life, then we need to be connected. In order to be connected to God, you need his Holy Spirit. In order to be connected to Jesus Christ, you need the Spirit of God. And that is our connection. We know that the Holy Spirit has been here from the beginning. When you read in the first chapter of Genesis, and it talks about when the Spirit hovered over the darkness of the water, it was talking about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is mentioned throughout the Bible. Back Back in the old days, in the Old Testament, the spirit was not within us. It just came upon us like Samson on the days in the Bible when he was doing what he had to do. The Holy Spirit would come upon him. It would come upon him. It wouldn't come and fill him. That's why Jesus was telling his disciples that I must go away because Jesus couldn't be everywhere with us at the same time. But the Holy Spirit can be with us. We know that God is omnipotent. He is omnipresence, and that's what we needed. We need that omnipresence in our life, and and the Holy Spirit can be with me. It can be with you. It can be with your wife. It can be with your children. It can be in Asia. It can be in Africa. It can be everywhere that it needs to be at, at the same simultaneous time, and that's why it was so important for us to realize the purpose that we need. So now the Holy Spirit comes to fill us. We have been baptized, meaning that we have been immersed into it. It, it fills our whole being. The place where our flesh was dwelling and, and ruling and, and, and um, controlling our lives, now we allow the Holy Spirit to come in and do the things that the, the flesh used to do. So now we're not trapped in that mind of the flesh. We're led by the Spirit of God. Why? Because we are the children of God. In Romans 8, chapter in the 14th verse, it says, For as many are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Now, when we're talking about being children of God, we have been adopted into this relationship with God, meaning that we have... Um, we're heirs and joint heirs with Jesus Christ, meaning that we have been um, we have been adopted into this things, meaning that we have rights. We have um, rights to the inheritance. We have rights to call ourselves children of God. We have rights to go before the throne of God and to call upon him and to call out upon his name and say, Abba, Father. And, you know, that's where we want to be. We want to be have the rights. In the 16th verse, he said, the spirit itself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. So that's how we know that we are in God. That's how we know that we are God's children by our spirit 
the Holy Spirit living within us bears, bears witness with the Spirit of God. So that's our connection. We're working hand in hand here with God. In the 17th verse of Romans, the 8th eight chapter, it says, And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if so be that we suffer with him, that we may also be also glorified together with him. So God is letting us know through his word. Now, how can we get revelation, knowledge and understanding of this? Through the Holy Spirit. Now we can see the importance of the beginning of the Christian experience. In order for us to know God, we got to have his spirit. In order for us to know his word and have a clear understanding of what the word is trying to show us, we need the Holy Spirit. So that's why it's so important that we um, come into the knowledge and the understanding of the purpose of the Holy Spirit. The job of the Holy Spirit is vital to our Christian, um, is vital to our Christian existence. We can't exist in God without His Spirit. We can't call ourselves Christians and and heirs and joint heirs with Christ if we don't have His Spirit. So in the eighteen verses, it says, "For I reckon." Paul is saying, for I have counted the cause. I have counted everything up that the suffering of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed unto us. All we got to do is be patient and rely upon the Holy Spirit. In 1 Corinthians, the 12th chapter in the 13th verse, it says, for by one spirit, one spirit are we all baptized into the body. Whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we are bond or free, and having been made to drink into one spirit. God constantly let us know in his word that in order for us to walk in this walk and to walk in his purpose and to walk into his will, then we need to be joined together by the one spirit of God. So that's the purpose of it that we can walk in the will of God. How should we know the will of God? Through the Holy Spirit. How should we know what we need to do? Through the Holy Spirit. Everything that we need is in the Spirit of God, through the Spirit of God. And God is constantly working in our lives to bring us to the, to the place that we need to be, that we may be able to do everything that God has called us to do in these last and evil days. We must continually rely upon the Holy Spirit. We must continually hearken ourselves to it. We must be subject to the Spirit and not obey the lust of our flesh. We got to be controlled. We got to be led. In order to do that, then you need to constantly stay in God's word and also stay in prayer, stay in fasting, that we can continually allow the spirit man to grow. And we understand that over in the seventh chapter of Romans, the struggle, even Paul had a struggle within himself, and he realized that he needed the Holy Spirit in order to overcome the obstacles that the enemy continually lay before him. Let's apply. In order for us to be able to be who we are, we need the Holy Spirit in our life. And if you don't have the Holy Spirit, ask God, say, Lord, fill me. Fill me with your spirit, God, because I need you. In order for us to do the things that we need to do, in order for me to live right, in order for me to um, 
do the things that I need to do in the church, outside of the church, most of all, because we can put a front on in the church. It's outside of the church. It's on our jobs. It's in our communities. Whenever we're trying to love people that don't love us, we need the Holy Spirit. We know that over in Galatians that the word of God say that that we need the fruit of the spirit. One of the main things of the fruit of the spirit is love. And see, we need that love, peace, joy and, and long suffering, temperance and self-control. All those things we need is in the fruit of the spirit. Spirit. It's a fruit. It's one, but it's many aspects of the fruit. So we have to realize that we need the Holy Spirit in order to do the things that we need to do in God's in, in the kingdom of God. So we're going to pray right now. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we just praise and magnify your holy name. God, we thank you for who you are, God. Somebody might be out there listening to us right now, God, and don't have the Holy Spirit or might not even be saved, God. And as they accept you as their personal Savior, God, as they confess their sins before Jesus Christ, God, and they ask you, God, I ask that you fill them, God, with the Holy Spirit, God, that they may have the knowledge, God, that they may have the ability, God, that they have might, may have the power, God, to become children of God, that they may be led by your spirit, God, and not by their flesh. So, God, send your Holy Spirit out there, God, to the hospitals, to the nursing homes, God, in the community, God, in the prison, God, in Africa, God, in Asia, in Greece, God, wherever this word is going, God, let your spirit go before me. God, and before this word and prepare the way, God, that as it fall, God, it will fall upon good ground, God, and we'll continue to give you the praise and the glory for all things. Amen, amen, and amen. So we thank God for the word and we thank God for what he's doing. As always, thank you for joining us on Yasha, young and sharing his anointing. I'm Michael Walker, and until the next time.